Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome, Life Group Leaders, to this special edition. This is our series overview of a brand new series coming this weekend, Life Making the Most of It. This is going to be an incredible series as we look at the different aspects of what it means to live and steward our life well. And as we do during these series overviews, we have got our senior pastor, Eric Geiger, with us. I'm back. I am back. Come on. Fully back. I'm all the way. That's it, man. Amazing. I mean, um, many people know, but for those that don't, maybe this is their first time, this first run here at Mariners, maybe they're a new life group leader. They haven't yeah. heard uh, kind of what your rhythm looks like um, over July and yes. what you do with the, the text and helping prepare our church for the next season. You want to give us yeah. just a little overview of what that looks like? I'm, I'm really thankful that this is not a new thing for our church. If it's yeah. new to you, you're perhaps maybe new on the inside, but for a long time, our church has given the senior pastor a study break in the summer. So my predecessor had a study break every every year. And so when I was hired five years ago now as the senior pastor of our church, I, that was part of it. You get you get a study break, and it's been really good for my own soul, my, my, my walk with the Lord, my time with family. But also, I spend time reading a ton, praying a ton. I saw the books some of them you were carrying in this morning on the, yeah. on the way into the office. People like, do you really read that many books? I'm like, man, I've, I've, no joke. When, when you aren't doing anything else but praying and reading, it is crazy how much you read. So, yeah. I mean, I, gosh, I mean, probably 50, 60 books, you know, that I, now some of those are commentaries. So you're not reading cover to cover. Right. You're reading sections of a, of a passage that you're interacting with. And so I map out the next calendar year. So all of 2024 yeah. has now been mapped out. And my prayer going in every time is, mm. God, if you would burn in my heart a passion for each message, similar to Jeremiah 20, verse nine, where mm. I am weary of holding your word in. Indeed, I cannot. It's a fire in my bones. Shut up in my bones. I've got to get this out. <laughs> Come on. And so God yeah. has been really gracious and good and generous to me that I really feel that way about all of the the upcoming teaching series that mm -hmm. we'll be walking through in 2024. Uh, the day that we are recording this, this week, we will spend time with all of our pastors from all of our congregations, and I'll walk them through what our teaching plan is. So that's, July was great for Geiger and his family, but it was also great for Geiger and his God, you know, yeah. heard, heard, heard from the Lord on what what we'll be teaching our church yeah. in the next season. Yeah, what a gift that that is. And I'm um, really thankful. For for the whole of, of Mary. It's incredible, incredible. I'm thinking particularly for our life group leaders too, for us and the discipleship team of what that means, having hey, that next 12-month run and yeah. how we can equip and resource with the sermon series. You know right now in your role, JT, yeah. um, you know this is the passage we're going to be in the second week in January. Yeah. The Amazing. third week in April. Mm -hmm. You know, this... I was going to say the sixth week. There's a lot of sixth week. Like the, the fourth week in June. Yeah. Like, you know. And so we're able to create resources and content and really pull together all that our church has to, to get to. We really want to feed you, the listener, life group leaders, and people in your group really well. Yeah. So that's why we work so hard to put put it all together to feed our people the best, the best we can. Yeah. And there's a lot of thoughtfulness within that for what we believe God would say to the entirety of our church over this yeah. next over this next run. And God breathes on it, man. You know, I come from sometimes a little bit the the um 
not spontaneous or, but sometimes some, some churches have been like, hey, week by week, we're just going to see what God wants us. We're right. going to show up and just see what, what God does. But this, the preparation yeah. allows for spontaneity. And yeah, it's I'm not against, I mean, yeah. I, I want to stay open to the spirit from absolutely 18 months out to 18 seconds That's to it. in the moment. That's it. Um, and the, but sometimes people will um, will think that if it's spontaneous, then it must be more spiritual. Mm-hmm. But really you have a, that's really a low view of God, mm-hmm. that God is limited to working in the moment. Theologically, we believe, and we teach this in, in a mm-hmm. deep dive in the Theology and the Mission of God course that we do, that God, because he is eternal, mm-hmm. God exists outside of time. Yeah. So God sees the moment I'm recording this with equal clarity and, and vividness that the moment somebody's listening to this, he sees both moments at the same time. That's right. He sees the moment he leads me to teach the book of Daniel with the same, he sees that with the same clarity that he sees the moment somebody at Mariner Santa Ana is, is sitting there listening to the book of Daniel taught. And God's able to work in all of those moments. You know, he's over all of the moments and he steps into each moment. Right. So, you know, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 3 that he laid a foundation as an expert builder that we want to be intentional because we're building the lives of people by the word of God, one mm-hmm. one brick at a time, one verse at a time, one chapter at a time. And we don't want to haphazardly do that. We want to, we want to pour into our people, the people that God's given us to serve with great wisdom. And we want to, we want to do it as intentionally and as shepherdly, lovingly as we can. Yeah. Incredibly grateful. I think I've asked you once, um, what's your favorite one? What's, what's your favorite one coming up in the next 12 months? And I think your response was something to man, the one I'm doing right now. Yes, totally. The Jeremiah 29, 11. I got a little bit of glimpse of that. And, and every week we do something called story time with our staff. Yeah. And you gave us a little bit of an overview of this sermon series. Yes. Life. Life. And just yeah. hearing your enthusiasm for it, man, just makes me fired up. I can't wait till we um, jump into this one. So Great. Um, why don't we just go there? Just give us a little overview of this sermon series and we can walk by yeah. the different weeks and passages here. So we're spending five weeks talking about life. The scripture talks a lot about life and, yeah. and really emphasizes the brevity uh, of life. Mm-hmm. There's verses, we'll, we'll uh, open week one with a verse in Psalms where David recognizes that his life is a vapor. James repeats that, the New Testament writer, the half-brother of Jesus repeats that in James 4.14, mm-hmm. that this life is a vanishing vapor. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like... June gloom in Southern California, you know, that it, it's gloomy until the sun burns it through. It's gloomy just for a little bit, you know, the, the, the haze goes away and that's how short our life is. So we have one life. Let's make the most of this, this one, the one life that we have because it's a gift from God, but realize that it's really, really short. And, you know, we have to be careful. We don't read these passages through our, um, Western lens or the lens of, those of us who have so much disposal of our own time and resources because we we've we we're, we live in such a time where we we can read blogs about how to hack time to get more out of it right that's not that's not the wisdom that you see in scripture the scripture's not against those things but realize that most of the people who read the bible throughout history from all different cultures and all diff- different generations many of them didn't have control over their own schedules that's right so you had you had groups of people enslaved, you had people oppressed, you had people who, who to make ends meet, even today, um, they don't have a ton of 
liberty over their schedules. And yet the scripture is saying, hey, make the most of your life, make the most of your time, which means it's more than, you know, the, the, the casual advice we see on. Right. It's not, this isn't YOLO. Yeah. No, no, it's it's, it's much deeper than that. (laughs) Yeah. It's much deeper. Hey, you, you've got, you've got one life. It's more than what, more than what it's how you live, how you think, how you approach the one life that you, that you've been given. And, and then even how we think biblically about about time, which I think you're going to yeah, talk we about. Yeah, we're talking about making the most of time. Then, because yeah. we all we all have been given a, a limited amount of time. Right. Um, then week two, making the most of your gift, mm-hmm. your gifting. So everyone, all of us, we have spiritual gifts we receive when we're born again, and then we have natural abilities we receive when we're physically born. Yeah. And people make a big distinction between those two, but the reality is they're both given by God. Spiritual gifts and natural gifts, both both gifts by God. How do you how do you steward those well? And then week three of resources. You know the resources you have are a, a gift by a gift by God. Um, your career, your relationships. So do, the reality is, it's, a, it's this is essentially a stewardship sermon yeah, series. Yeah. God owns all these things. He owns the time. He owns the resources. He owns your career. He owns it all. Um, he owns your relationships. They're all a gift. Everything you have, a gift from him. How do you steward well mm-hmm. what he's given you? Mm-hmm. How do you make the most mm-hmm. of the one life mm-hmm. that he's given? Yeah, that's great. It kind of reminds me of a conversation I had in my life group a, a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about looking back at Philippians and contentment. And someone asked a pretty good question. I think it comes up in life groups about, okay, I'm trying to understand the, the tension. Maybe it's not a tension between stewardship and managing what God has given me and maximizing the gifts and the resources for him and for his kingdom um, versus contentment. So how do I have a appropriate view of like drive and I, yeah. and I work hard, but not get trapped into the, the cultural story around it's your effort and your energy, yeah. but also not into this sort of laissez-faire, well, God's in control and I don't really have to activate anything and he's going to do stuff and I'm just going to remain yeah. quietly content. I think that's a great question. Yeah. And, and that, that shows that, I mean, that's some, that's asked, that's, that question is being asked from somebody who wants that's to right. obey the Lord, who wants to do it right. And, and they are wrestling with, and is the ambition wrong? Right. How much yeah. is too much, you know? And hopefully this teaching series will be helpful that, Hey, your career it's great to go all out. It's a gift. Your yeah. career is a gift. Your relationships a gift. It's it's. Yeah, C.S. Lewis is one who said, "It's not that we love people too much; it's that we love God too little." You know, so because because people sometimes will ask the question, I I'm, I'm worried that if I love, I love my boyfriend, yeah, yeah, too much. Will yeah. I love? Am I loving my boyfriend um, more than I love God, or my wife more than I love God? And C.S. Lewis is saying, "Listen." The problem isn't that you're loving somebody too much. Yeah. The problem is that you're loving God too little. Yeah. You know, if you if you love him first, then the other things they well, Jesus said they tend to take care of themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. First love first and yeah. lives are oriented. All these things will be given to you as well. That's it. Um I've heard you say before, I mean, there are some things we would say barriers towards stewarding stewarding well the resources that God has given us. Scarcity, am I gonna have enough? Am I gonna be supplied or um, I've heard you talk about um, even the sin of, sin of boredom and how that can yeah. relate and how we outwork what God has given us to maximize that for his kingdom. H- how boredom could be even a barrier for how we steward the resources that God has given given us. You want to talk about that? 
Yeah, I, I, I do think I do think boredom will cause people to spend money on things they totally. Yeah, I'm, I just kind of feel alive. I'm, I'm something's missing. If I get this, I'll then feel alive. Yeah. Or, I mean, boredom will cause you to 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 make some really unhealthy relationship decisions with your life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm bored. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I mean, it's sometimes how people will have affairs on a spouse or how they'll they'll chase something in in, in the hookup culture. You know. I'm bored. I need to feel alive or, or I'm bored with my career. I'm bored. I'm just bored. You know, it causes people to make unwise decisions. And when you get bored in your career, you can, you can then not steward well that career because you're spending your whole lunch hour looking at job boards. Yeah. You know, you're, you are, you're you're not content. You know, you're just all, there's something missing all the time. And the reality is that boredom really, I, I didn't, come to this realization for many years, but I read Martin Lloyd-Jones. He said that boredom is always in some sense a life of sin because you're not looking at Christ. Because if you're looking at Christ, you're never bored because Jesus is never boring. He's never boring. Mm -hmm. So even if you have a mundane job, if you're looking at Jesus in your job, Jesus will breathe meaning into that career. That's good. You know, uh, he breathes meaning into your relationships. Your relationships take on new new purpose and new uh, worth when you realize every person you're in a relationship with is created in the image of God and you were there to point that person towards Christ and to give grace and receive grace from from each person. So um, yeah, boredom can disrupt all of those things. That's right. This is great, man. So I love it. Can't wait to kick this off. We're looking at making the most of our time, our gifts, our our resources, our relationships, our career. Uh, it, within this sermon series too, there's going to be a volunteer expo. So life group leaders who want to maximize that conversation. Yeah. Because when your group aren't serving, it's a great way to challenge them. Hey, f- do something, man. Yeah. Find, you have a gift. Come on. You're good at this. Find, find a place to serve. There's so many places to serve within our community. Right. That's it. Jump in. The gifts that we've been given are not just for us to hunker down and hold on to those things, but to, to live that out for the sake of others. So man, we can't wait to jump in with this. It's going to be exciting. And then also you mentioned um, Deep Dive Theology and Mission of God. Yes. Uh, we're running that um, again here. It's going to be taught live by you and uh, Ed Stetzer on September 20th. Life Group Leaders, look for more information about that. But anything else you want to say along that deep dive course where we have Life Group Leaders? I think our hope would be, I, don't, I say I think, yeah. I know our yeah. hope would be that over a several year period of time that all of our life groups will right. go through the different deep dives that we have. We have it where you can watch it as a group. And then we have it um, where, you know, you would do that in your home when you meet. Uh, but we also have where we offer it live, different different deep dives throughout the year that you could come together as a group and make that your group experience. Either way, it over a several year period of time, as a life group leader, it'd be really awesome for you to know, I as a leader have shepherded my people theologically, meaning I've helped my people think big, great, awesome thoughts about God. So theology means thinking about God. I've helped my people think the right things about God, the beautiful thoughts about God, the true thoughts about God. And so all of our deep dive courses are theological in nature. And we have, we currently have three, you know, deep dive, theology, story of God, the story of God and the image of God. So this fall is um, theology and the mission of God. But then we have all of them we do. Uh, on yeah. video. Yeah, well, we can make those all available for you. And then real quick, I have you too. Your wife yeah. Kay is also leading a course that's that's for women's, but um, it's called um, uh, "How to Study the, How to Study the Bible." It's going to be incredible. Really excited about that. And it runs on the same night on yeah 
Wednesday, so, September twentieth. Uh, yeah, she's doing that. Kay's doing that for yeah. for for women in right. our church. She's done that for all of uh, the totally. the, the so the, the 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 pastors that we have that have wives. Yeah, though they Kay takes them on a retreat each year, and my wife does. And this year they spent time going through this material. Basically, well, Kay's a teacher. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it's really nitty gritty practical. How do I study the Bible? KK like lays out different study Bibles, how to use them, <laughs> how to um, do research, how to how to ask the right questions, how to approach a text. So if you're if you're like I I really would like to read the Bible more. I just want to be sure I, I am more confident in, do, in doing it. Sometimes a lack of confidence in approaching the Bible is why people don't spend more time in the Bible. Yeah, but maybe you've been a Christian a while and have never done that uh, that course like that case. Case teaching that this fall. It's going to be great. Yeah, my wife enjoyed it, and she's going to be leading one of those table groups. And so life groups, the sermon-based discussion questions, you have that. Those are readily available for you. Deep dive in um, women's life groups. You've got the option, too, with Kay's course coming on uh, this fall as well. So that's a little bit extra besides just talking about this great sermon series. But, man, there are so many great things ahead of us, not only this fall, but in the next several months ahead. So Eric, thanks so much. Thanks for spending time with us. Group leaders, I appreciate you. That's it. And we'll be back with you this Friday as we look at week one in life, making the most of it.